BetMGM tonight, hour number three, begins right now live from the beautiful BetQL studios in the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. I'm Ryan Horvath. That's P.J. Glasser. Trista with a week off. We have sent her to Japan. And uh, Nick's actually in Korea, covering the Korean Baseball League. Tonight he'll be at the Lotte Giants game as they take on the KT Wiz. The Wiz nice. minus 175 favorites. I laid it. Total in the game, 8.5. Josh Lindblom gets the start tonight. Wow. I made all that up. I don't know. That was true. really impressive. Yeah? You like yeah, that? Yeah, I do. You like that, huh? Did you do at uh, Juliet Catholic, would you guys do some like improv classes? Did you like that I knew that? The Juliet Catholic that you went there? It's 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 Yeah, you should, though, because it's a very famous high school. Is Mike it? Allstott went there. Hey! Didn't know Allie that. Quigley went there. I know oh, Quigley. We, Tom Thayer went there. Don't know him. You you weren't a fan of the '85 Bears? No, can't say it was. Guy was a starting offensive lineman on one of the greatest football teams of all time. PJ <laughs> says, "Who is that?" I don't know. Who well, we, that no, is. we didn't have any improv classes. Oh, though. Okay. No, we didn't have anything fun. No, no. that was impressive. We had religion. What you just did. We had a religion though. I failed religion in sophomore year. I had to actually take that in summer school. Did you have classes? I kept the Ten Commandments wrong. Did you have classes where they were talking about? Whether NC State would go over their win total for that season? No, but we—they they should have had those. Classes. They should have. They should have. And that's what we're I doing agree. tonight. We're previewing the ACC. So we did an hour on the uh, Big Ten. Yep. We did an hour on the SEC. Sure did. Do we have an hour in us in the ACC? I think we do. I got a bunch of win totals. I bet in the ACC actually. Really quick, let's get to some scores in Major League Baseball. The Brewers up four to three right now on the Phillies. Milwaukee minus two fifty favorites in the eighth. Uh, the Angels still lead, but now it's a six-two game against the Yanks. They're huge favorites on the live line, not even bettable. Live total, 10.5. Padres up 2-0 on the Blue Jays. Peach, are the Padres going to get right the second half of the season and sneak into the postseason with all that talent? I mean... I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't think so either. I I'm, I'm closing the door on them. Gosh, they have so much talent. But yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. No, Baseball's weird. Uh, the Reds have a 3-2 lead on the Giants. This one's getting a little bit too interesting. Lucas Sims coming in right now. Uh, 3-3-8 ERA out of the bullpen. Mets up five to one on the White Sox because somebody has to win that game. Diamondbacks up four to two on the Braves right now. Cubs Nationals tied up at one, and the uh, Tigers with a one to zero lead on the Kansas City Royals. Let's talk some college football. Let's go over to the ACC. And this year, Peach, you look at the futures market, man. Just look at the national title futures market to start really quickly. Clemson eighteen to one. Same price as Florida State to win the ACC this year in two thousand and twenty three. Clemson, plus 140. Florida State getting a bunch of hype, plus 170. North Carolina, a huge drop-off after that, 9-1. to Louisville, 10-1. to And then it's NC State and Miami sitting there both at 20-1. to And Pittsburgh, 25-1. to I actually want to start with Pittsburgh, though, Peach, because my favorite win total of the college football season in the ACC, we've talked about this, Pittsburgh, over 6.5. It's sitting at seven now. I still like it at seven because I think their floor is seven wins, Mm -hmm. which means you still get the push. The price isn't terrible. It's minus 115, which is funny because I went under on Pitt last season when they were replacing Kenny Pickett. Jordan Addison left for the portal, and he went to USC, obviously. And their win total was nine and a half. I just thought six and a half was way too low. That's a three-win adjustment. And I think they might actually improve. At some spots, like especially at the quarterback position. Why? Why Why do I think that? You like, you got the boy Phil Jerkovic. I love him. You and do. he takes over for Keaton Slovis, who still is in college football this season. He's the quarterback of BYU, hashtag people forget. He's been in college for like nine years. He's like Van Wilder. But Jerkovic, man, 24 career starts at BC. The only problem was he struggled to stay healthy. You go back, though, his best season was in 2020, and it was with... Frank Signetti, who's now the offensive coordinator at Pitt, 
So he spent two years at BC with Jerkovic, knows him pretty well. Rodney Hammond's back at running back. He averaged four yards per carry last year. Three of their top four wide receivers are back. Three starters are back on the offensive line. Their defense is always tough. They only have one starter back on the D-line. Uh, two starters back at linebacker. They lose both safeties, but they have three corners who had starter uh, experience last year. Five starters back overall. But I really like their DC there. I like Randy Bates a lot. And I wasn't the biggest Narduzzi fan, but he does a really good job recruiting players that fit that program. So honestly, I think they have a shot to start 7-0 and if you look at the schedule. And then they get Notre Dame. I'm down on Notre Dame, man. I love Notre Dame coming into the season after they picked up Sam Hartman, but it's been a mess since then, man. They lost one of their better wide receivers. Uh, I still don't really love their secondary. I think Marcus Freeman might be in over his head. Tommy Reese leaves, like, last minute. Thank God he takes Tyler Buckner with him uh, to go with you guys. But even that's a winnable game, I think, for Pitt. But 7-0 and before that, then they see Notre Dame. That game is on the road. They have a home game against Florida State. I just think a three-win adjustment is way too many. They avoid Clemson, and they don't have to play Miami in conference play. And I think Miami's going to be a little bit better this year. Like, you look at that schedule, man. Wolford, week one, a rebuilding Cincinnati team. I love Pittsburgh to at least get to seven wins, and then you get the push. Love them better at six and a half, but uh, I'm pretty high on them coming up this season. This is an interesting schedule. I mean, you get the backyard brawl this year in Morgantown. That's going to be crazy. You have to go to Blacksburg and play Virginia Tech. But both of those teams, Virginia Tech is rebuilding. West Virginia, Neil Brown's on the hot seat. Might not even make it through the entire season. So I would agree Pitt's probably going to win those games. The UNC one is going to be tough. There's just something, though, about the Tar Heels on, like, natural grass, you know? Like, they're a very good team on turf, but when you get them on natural grass, they tend to struggle. Their defense is still a mess. And I, I, I like the fact that Pitt gets them at home. So... Ryan, I would agree with you. Louisville, then after that, Wake Forest without Hartman. I mean, I could see six or seven wins before the Notre Dame game. Florida State's going to be tough. You do get a couple of tricky road games, two of the final three games of the season. That Pitt-Duke game is going to be fun. Well, we're we're going to talk, talk about, about Duke. We're going to talk about Riley Leonard in a oh, little yeah. bit. Uh, and then Pittsburgh, you know, and uh, Syracuse, anytime you go in the Carrier Dome, it's never easy. The BC game is on a Thursday. That's going to be the Jerkovich game. And you would think his uh, his teammates are going to want to win that one for him. So I'm with you, Ryan. I'm I'm surprised that it's only seven. Quite frankly, there are a lot of winnable games on this schedule. Yeah. Um. But again, Narduzzi's the kind of coach, man, that as soon as they start having expectations, if they're favorites in games that they're supposed to win, that's when his team starts to underperform a little bit. But this schedule, you know, there really aren't many like letdown spots because. His team is, you know, again, all their road games are going to be under touchdown favorites. And then all their home games, I mean, they, they play some pretty decent teams at, at home, except for Louisville for the most part. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I would take that over as well. Yeah, you like look it. at the schedule, man, you would think like week two, okay, that's a tough game, but that's a rebuilding Cincinnati team. Fickle's gone now. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Yeah. I I loved it at six and a half. I really like it still at seven minus one fifteen. That's Pitt. Let's talk about my pick to win the ACC. I'm going with Clemson. I just think they're a sleeping giant because everybody's talking about Georgia. Rightfully so, they're awesome. Uh, you know, and then everybody's talking about Florida State in the ACC. We're going to talk about them coming up here shortly. But Cade Klubnick replaces DJ. We saw him at times last year, but. Like, we didn't see enough of him. He's a five-star. They bring back Will Shipley. I don't love the wide receiver room. I guess that's my only issue with the offense. Uh, Bo Collins, Antonio Williams. None of those guys are Sammy Watkins or T. Higgins, but they can make plays. 
And, uh, like, the thing that I love most about Clemson on the offensive side of the ball, though, other than Shipley coming back and Klubnik, is Garrett Riley is going to be calling the plays now. He takes over as offensive coordinator. Uh, that's an upgrade, man. They bring him over from TCU, younger brother of Lincoln Riley. And then you look at the offensive line. They bring back four starters, seven overall on offense. They're going to run the air raid offense that TCU ran last season, which is like a balanced offense where I think they threw the ball like 38 times per game, ran it 30 times per game. And then on defense, eight starters are back. They have the best defensive line in college football. Tyler Davis, I thought he was going to the NFL. He skipped the draft. He comes back. Xavier Thomas comes back. They have their top tackler back. They have two NFL linebackers in Jeremiah Trotter and uh, Barrett Carter's back as well. Dabble loves him. All four starters back in the secondary, 15 overall. And I like the schedule. Their toughest games are both at home. They have Notre uh, Notre Dame and Florida State. Both of those games are at Clemson this year, dude. Death Valley, I like Clemson, and I like them 18-1. to 1. I like a little stab for them to win the college football playoff, and uh, I think they win the ACC. I like Florida State a lot. I do think they go over their win total, but I'm going with Clemson to win 11-12 games this year. Take man. every single Clemson Tigers over that you can. Take the win total. Take them to win the ACC. Take them to make the playoff. Take them to win the national championship. Couldn't agree more with anything that you said. Clemson will win the ACC at plus 140 is probably my favorite futures bet of the college football season. I think Florida State is going to be very good, but they're almost like too overhyped this year. Because, Ryan, what happens is when we have a program like Florida State, who obviously has this luxurious history, right? They have all these NFL superstars, Bobby Bowden, one of the best programs in the country, Jimbo and Jameis won a national title. Then they disappear for a little bit. And everybody's been so desperate to get Florida State back that they show a little glimmer of hope. They win a lot of games. They have a fun team. And now we're ready to put them on the same field as Clemson and put them in the market the same way as Clemson should absolutely not be the case. The key thing, too, is the fact that Clemson gets Florida State at home. I'm literally trying to think about in my head, when is the last time Clemson has lost a home game at Death Valley that was like a marquee game, right? In their heyday, they were always good for, like, the noon game when they were favored by 25. Like, they would lose that they big would upset, right? Back, no, no, no. Back when they were, like, great. No, yeah, back but, when they would Clemson. When they were Clemson. When they would always, yeah. yeah, that's what we would call that. But they would never they would never lose a big-time game at home. No. They Right? And, yeah. like, Florida State's going to be big. Notre Dame's going to be big. UNC's going to be big. They're going to win those games. The road schedule is not that difficult. You get Syracuse on the road, Miami on the road that you mentioned, NC State. They're going to win those games. Their toughest game, actually, might come at the very end of the year against South Carolina. That's a game I could potentially see them losing, but they lost to them last year. I don't know if they can beat them. Spencer Rattler can beat that defense two times in a row. And again, say they do lose that game. It's an ACC-SEC game, so it doesn't affect the division standings. I I love Clemson this year. 18-1, to folks, is a steal. USC favored above Clemson is a joke. I get they have Caleb Williams. Their defense is a mess. LSU might be a better team than Clemson, but they also play in the SEC West. They should not be favored above Clemson. I love Clemson 18-1 to because, Ryan, if they get into the college football playoff, man, then you can play around with that number a little bit. Everybody thinks if they get in, oh, they could match up with Georgia in the first round. You don't know what's going to happen. Clemson might be favored in their college football playoff game. Nobody knows. Take the 18-1 to flyer. They're going to make the playoff, and they might win it all. And I even like, I mean, I know it's 10 wins. It's double-digit wins. But for them to go over 10 wins, it's even money. 
The unders actually juiced a little bit. I would almost rather go over on them at 10 wins than go over on Florida State at 9.5, which is now juiced minus 145. Oh, totally agree. Because, like, Florida State, the hype's real. I mean, they have seven starters back from the only team in the ACC to lead, or the only team in the country, I should say, to lead their conference in total offense and total defense. And they bring back Jordan Travis. It's so crazy, though, that Jordan Travis was that good last year because a couple of years ago there was, like, this practice. It was windy out. There was, like, these high winds, and they were saying he couldn't throw the ball 20 yards down the field. Now, all of a sudden, he's completing 64% of his passes. He only threw five picks last year. Trey Benson's back at running back. He went for over 900 yards. Three of their wide receivers are back, including Johnny Wilson, who, like, struggles to hang on to the ball, but he's six foot seven, so his ceiling's pretty high. Their offensive line is the thing I love most about Florida State. 200 career starts. They could score over 40 points per game, but the reason I don't love them more than I like Clemson is the schedule. LSU again week one, neutral site game. Clemson, Pitt, Wake Forest, and Florida all away from home. And I know it's Wake in a rebuild year, but they're always tough with Clawson. And I know it's Florida, and their win total is 5.5, but that's a rivalry game in the swamp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't love the schedule. I do love the offensive line. I like Jordan Travis. I did play him really small to win Heisman. Defense is going to be great. They have nine starters back. They should be one of the best in the ACC. I get why everybody likes them, but it's just that schedule, man. I mean, 9.5 wins seems very doable. I think Mike Norvell is a really, really good head coach. But uh, just too much hype on Florida State. I would still bet them over nine and a half wins. I don't want to lay minus one forty-five. I think they get to at least ten. I don't know if they do, Ryan. Really? I don't know if they do. Yeah, because I think they're going to lose to Clemson. I think they're going to lose to LSU, and then you have no room for error. You bought up Florida, and I just can see Florida State tripping up in a game or two. I really could. They have a lot of talent, Ryan, but. Mike Norvell's teams at Memphis were extremely talented, but he always had a few losses in them, games he had no business of losing, and I have a feeling his Florida State teams are going to be the same way. Too many people like Florida State this year, and they're just... I I really don't think that they're nearly as good as Clemson is. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, another thing that scares me, so their D-line is pretty good because Jared Verse skipped the draft. He's back. They added three transfers from the portal. All their linebackers are back. Their corners are back. They're pretty solid there, but their safety position is a huge question mark. Like, they're bringing in guys from the portal. Yeah, it's just, even, like, Wake, it's going to be, I guess, a down year for Wake compared to what they've been the last couple years. But I still think they're going to be tough. Florida's still a tough rivalry game. And uh, that's the other thing, man. With some secondary question marks in this conference, like even week one against LSU with, with Jaden Daniels in that offense, that's a really good wide receiver room for LSU, even after they lose Bouté. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the better quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the conference. That's Drake May. And we'll hit some more win totals in the ACC. It's Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser, BetMGM. The night continues next.